if you can't tell what that is, that would be the overture uh, and the introduction to Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, which this time of year is uh, done over and over again in many different places. It's interesting how something like that takes root and becomes a thing in and of itself. You know, that's just something every classical and ballet organization likes to do at Christmas. Now, and uh, personally, I really enjoy Tchaikovsky's music. Um, out of all the legacy composers out there, um, he's one of my, certainly one of my favorites. Um, welcome. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. Welcome to It's a Religion. Uh, we come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand. Two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And uh, we see that in action today. We see evil permeating our society wherever it can, wherever it's allowed to fester, wherever it's allowed to uh, control. And we see... Some folks gladly participating and gladly going into that arena, um, the arena of evil. You know, in the book of Proverbs in the Bible talks about it in terms of a, a, an adulterous woman. But in reality, it's, it's society itself, too, you know, on top of that. Adultery is not just the only thing. We see things like transgenderism and uh, the idea that two men should be able to get married or two women... Uh, and things of that nature that just for eons have always uh, been codified as not normal, not something that was um, God-ordained, not something that was uh, good for society. And people can argue all they want that, uh, you know, if two people love each other or whatever, they should be able to do what they want. And that, that can cause all kinds of fun things, right? Can a uh, you know twelve year old love a forty year old? Can a, a woman love her dog so much they should get married? I, you know, there's no end to the depredation, dep deprivation, deprivation that that can probably cause or run people into, for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, you know, I don't know. What do you do with that? But you know what? People used to sacrifice their children to Moloch. They still do. It's just a different means. Um, people do all kinds of evil things. Why is that? I, God allows it to be here. You know, and that's some people's problem with God is that he allows evil for whatever reason. And I guess I've always naturally thought that, well, if you didn't have evil, you wouldn't really know what good is. You wouldn't know... Um, how bright something is and how good and clean something is without things being able to be dirty and ugly and evil and dark. So I think it's it's a natural result of the fall. I think a, it would have been, uh, you know, I don't know what God's original plan was. Um, you know, that's a whole other reason that I believe in the free will of men that God put man in the garden and said, Hey, don't eat from this tree. But he didn't 
physically restrain him from doing so. He just said, don't do it. And man did it anyway and became knowledgeable of good and evil. And that caused all kinds of problems. So, you know, again, if man wouldn't have done that, what would that have looked like? I don't know. You know, God didn't really explain that uh, in the Bible, in our history of the world. And uh, so we don't really have that to go from. But, you know, it would have certainly been different than what it is today. I think we still would have come to know good and evil. It just would have uh, manifested itself in a different way. So, you know, we at It's a Religion start with the Bible. We start with the Bible is true. It's the word of God. It's what we've been given to tell us what uh, this life is all about, how we got here, um, the purpose behind it all. And, you know, what has occurred before us and what we can expect uh, to come in the future. And it's full of all of that. If you've never read the Bible, I encourage you to do so or just simply listen to this program long enough and you will hear the entire Bible read to you because that is what we're doing right now. And in reality, you have two choices. You have the Bible is true and I'm going to follow it and trust in God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for my sins and rose again and is seated at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for those who put their faith and trust in him. And knowing that God did that to cover your sin because you are a sinner and you need a savior because you are evil at heart. We all are. And it's very obvious to me on a daily basis when, when I see what's going on with the world and when I see how my own brain thinks about things sometimes. So we are methodically going through the word of God one chapter at a time because we want to look at the truth we want to look at what is real what is good and the bible doesn't speak just about the good it talks about the evil as well and what you know we just read a story about a bunch of brothers selling their brother into slavery and yet god is going to use that for good to save that people group the people of israel and uh or jacob as he was formerly known so but the other choice you have is to believe and trust in evolution and or other things. All right. There's plenty of other religions out there, ways in which people uh, manifest things. And there's plenty of people who have taken the word of God and manifested itself, uh, manifested it unto themselves and their own ideals. I was reading about a, a church the other day and their um, doctrine, if you will. And they had all kinds of whacked out stuff that, you know, this original person supposedly came up with. Um, this journey that we're on, that we're evolving and all this stuff. And they were all for the gender and, and orientation uh things that are going on in our society today somehow codifying that which god calls an anathema or god calls evil and you know people will do that people will take god's word and and turn it into their own mechanism right their own vehicle if you will and uh you have to be very careful about that i i don't ever want to do that 
Uh, you know, God's word is what it is. It was what was written at the time to that person or to those people or uh, what that person intended for that specific time. You know, that was the meaning of what God's word is. And then we can take many applications from that in today's world, but it still doesn't change the meaning of what God intended and the originality of the, the scriptures. So we have to be very careful about that. We have to make sure we understand the context behind the Word of God. And that can be difficult at times because God's Word's been written over many, many years by many different people from many different areas of the world. So, but with that in mind, let's get into the Bible today. Genesis 42 is where we're at. Uh, if you want to listen to previous readings uh, from this, you can go back uh, and uh, certainly do that. Uh, that is where we are at it's a religion because this is a religious endeavor folks life is period so genesis 42 joseph's brothers go to egypt when jacob heard that grain was available in egypt he said to his sons why are you standing around looking at one another i have heard there is grain in egypt go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive otherwise we'll die joseph's 10 so joseph's 10 older brothers went down to egypt to buy grain but jacob wouldn't let Joseph's younger brother Benjamin go with him for fear some harm might come with him. So Jacob's sons arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food for the famine was in Canaan as well. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. Remember his dream? Hmm. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? He demanded. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We have come to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they didn't recognize him. I imagine he looked kind of different being in, a, in the Egyptian realm for so long. And he remembered the dreams he had, he'd had about them many years before and he said to them you are spies you have come to see how vulnerable our land has become no my lord they exclaimed your servants have simply come to buy food we are all brothers members of the same family we are honest men sir we are not spies oh yes you are joseph insisted you have come to see how vulnerable our land has become sir they said there are actually 12 of us we your servants are all brothers sons of a man living in the land of canaan our youngest brother is back there with our father right now and one of our brothers is no longer with us but joseph insisted as i said you are spies this is how i will test your story i swear by the life of pharaoh that you will never leave egypt unless your younger brother comes here one of you must go and get your brother i'll keep the rest of you here in prison then we'll find out whether or not your story is true by the life of pharaoh it turns if it turns out that you don't have a younger brother then i'll know you are spies so Joseph put them all in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will live. If you really are honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth and you will not die. To this they agreed. Speaking among themselves, they said, Clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw this, his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That is why we're in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, Reuben asked? But you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. 
Joseph's being pretty sneaky here, isn't he? Now he turned away from them. Can you blame him? Now he turned away from them and began to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had him tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with grain and headed for home. But when they stopped for the night and one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey, he found his money on the top of his stack, his sack. Look, he exclaimed to my brothers, my money has been returned. It's here in my sack. And their hearts sank, trembling. They said to each other, Why, what has God done to us? When the brothers came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened to him. The man who was governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies, scouting the land, but we said we are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man who was governor of the land told us, This is how I will find out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take grain for your starving families and go home. But you must bring back your youngest brother to me. Then I will know you are honest men and not spies. And then I will give you back your brother, and you may trade freely in the land. As they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack there was a bag of money. He had paid for the grain. The brothers, their father, were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob exclaimed, You are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin too. Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I'll be responsible for him, and I promise to bring him back. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all I have left. If anything should happen to him, on your journey, you would send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. Now, Benjamin, I believe, was the son of his old age, the last son of Rachel, right? And Joseph was uh, also a son of Rachel, uh, who was Jacob's favorite. And uh, a lot of stuff going on in that family, right? But God here uh, uses Joseph to... You know shake up the brothers some and they are indeed i believe paying a little bit for what they did to joseph um but you know he just wants to meet his brother so you can't blame a guy and um uh, well the story works out pretty cool in the end so we'll see how it goes when we get to genesis 43 tomorrow lord god almighty thank you for this day thank you for another opportunity lord to walk in faithfulness lord i pray that that those of us who listen to this or and this yours truly will walk in edification today and encouraging others in faith lord and encouraging others to faith uh, knowing that your word is true knowing that you're the one true god and the only way of salvation lord from the evils of this this life so we thank you and praise you and worship you in jesus name amen Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you tomorrow.